What's up, lady? It's Michelle Bishop, and I want to welcome you to the Be That Woman podcast. This podcast was created for the woman who knows there is more, wants more, and is desperately wanting to become more. For the woman who is ready to rid the pressure of having it all together, ready to conquer her beautiful, chaotic life, and ready to blaze her own unique trail by owning her past, channeling it as her superpower, and breaking through anything and everything that steps foot on her course to greatness. This podcast is for every woman who is ready to embrace that can't stop, won't stop, head held high, undeniable confidence. Welcome to episode number six of the Be That Woman podcast. Truth be told, I just recorded this whole thing, but I kept burping the whole way through, and then I thought I probably should not put that on because it's really gross. So, we're redoing it because I love you and I don't want you to sit through a whole podcast. After I was done, I was like, wow, that was really disturbing. I'm going to I'm gonna redo this. So here goes take two. Are you ready? So today we are talking about drum roll. Mom guilt. Yes. All the yes. Yes, honey. Mom guilt. But I told you I was going to talk about this on episode number two and I'm sorry that it's taken me until now to do it but you know what I have been having so much fun with this podcast thing like I'm podcasting Michelle Bishop is podcasting why am I doing all these awkward voices I definitely didn't do this last time but um it is what it is but I'm having fun like it is so fun Jesus got up in my soul lately and I did two over 40 minute podcasts I did that I sure did I really hope they didn't bore you to death but no I just I had so much to talk about and I just I just kept going. It was so fun. But I don't think today's going to be a long one because I only have, you know, a couple of stories to share with you. But I think it's going to give you something just to put in your back pocket. And when you're having these moments of mom guilt, which I want to talk to you about in a second because we, we don't have mom guilt, okay? It's not it's not okay. Get out of here. But when you're having those moments where you're mom shaming and you're having mom guilt, stick this in your back pocket for later. And then if you have a friend who's having mom guilt, you stick, you pull the story out and you're going to share it with her. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I just want to tell you, I'm just going to tell it, girl, tell it, say a louder for the people in the back. Guilt comes from the devil. Shame comes from the devil. Mom shaming and guilt. Mom guilt is from the enemy. Tell the devil to go back to hell where he belongs. It's, that's not welcome up in here. Mom guilt is not welcome. Now, mom conviction, praise Jesus for telling me to get my eyes off my phone and to focus on my child and to pick them up and to love them and squeeze them and kiss them and just be present with them. Yes. Give me the mom conviction. Mm, I'm all about that. Mom guilt. Don't put me down for that. But I want to talk to you today about, quote unquote, mom guilt, which I'm going to call mom conviction because it's real. And we live in this season. We live in this world through social media. Like if you are in a season where you can just cut social media off, if you feel like it's being a distraction to you and your family, that's great. You know, I I recommend taking times off from social media. But social media is also really cool if you know how to balance it. But it just so happens that my careers are based through social media, which has been something that I've had to learn how to balance. And I was actually on a podcast, my first guest appearance on a podcast, which was super fun with Christy on the Mom Influencer Podcast. So cool. Um, It'll be live soon and you guys definitely have to check it out. But one of her questions was to me, to me was, can't even talk today, was Michelle, how do you balance being a mom and an entrepreneur? I don't, duh. Um, no, but seriously, I... <laughs> When somebody figures that one out, uh, let me know. But I don't. Like, I don't balance it well. That's just me being totally honest. I Every day is 
is different than the other. And that's just it. I take every single day, one day at a time. That's how I do it. I have seasons. I have two huge events a year that I do for the Ladies' Edge. One is Bish Bash, which takes about eight months to plan. And then the other is the, the TLA Retreat, which takes about two months because it's not as um, big of a production. But it is, if not more intimate, it's amazing. But it takes up a lot of my mental energy. And when I say it's go time, like it's go time. And that's the season that I'm in right now. And if you guys, you know, saw on my Instagram the other day, I, you know, took Rory to um, the zoo. We did the zoo. That was super fun. Even though I only got there with 40 minutes left, I ran through the zoo to make sure she got to ride the carousel two times and the dinosaur ride once before it closed. And then the next day, you know, I went over to my friend Terica's and we played outside and we did all kinds of fun stuff. But I have been in the season where I'm just like, oh, I can't get enough of my child. And in those seasons... I, I can never get enough of Rory, but like, no, seriously, every night, like she's in bed with me and I can't get enough of her little hands on my face and her, you know, her little binky bouncing in her mouth and the, like, it's just the sweetest little, her little breaths. And do you guys, I'm known for sound effects. <laughs> I literally just did a, a binky sound effect effect on a podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I can't get enough of her. And I'm in the season of just wanting Rory like so much, but I, I think it's because I know that the season that I'm about to go into is crazy. And so I'm taking these moments and I'm just taking this mom conviction, if you will. And I'm just soaking up the moments with Rory as much as I can. Like I'm going to get her today after I record this, we're going to go to the park and we're just going to play and we're just going to have so much fun. I can't wait. But that is how I deal with it. When I'm in seasons that I know are crazy, I just make sure that with her in those moments, I try every day, but let's be real. I'm not super mom. I'm not perfect. But in these moments that get crazy, I just make sure I make sure 120% that when I am with her, it is like game on. And because, you know, I may not be able to spend as much time with her. You know, my night times get a little busy. I'm doing a lot of planning. Um, When we went into Bish Bash, we were doing like our event execution. And we were up till 3 o'clock in the morning for three nights back to back. John had to hold it down with Rory. It just gets hard sometimes. And now I can let shaving and guilt, you know, come in my mind. And that's when the enemy is saying, you're a piece of poop. You know, you're just a hunk of, you know what? And I say, no, like I am a mom who is working my butt off to provide a life for my child. But more than that, I also am a woman. I'm not just a mom, but I'm a woman with a passion. And that's okay too. That is okay too. And I want to speak that over you today that you're not just a mom. You're not just a mom. First, you're a child to God. Second of all, you're a wife. Third, you're a mom. And so if you believe that you are only a mom and you let that eat you up, you're going to let other aspects of your life go that are so important. And so to me, I believe that it's so darn important to lead a life that you love Now, whether that is you being a stay-at-home mom and that's what God's called you to do, do it and lead that life for your child. Like if that is genuinely what you'd love to do, that is amazing. What a beautiful thing. Like the most important thing we could ever work on is our kids, right? So I give the biggest kudos to those of you who can find and thrive off of being with your children 24-7. As for me, God put it in my heart. I love to encourage women. I love to connect with women. I love fellowship. And so I know that that is what I'm supposed to do for part of my life. Like not all of it. I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife, but it's okay. My passion in life, what fills my cup next to being a mom and wife is to be with women and to create and to work. I love working. It fills my cup. It makes me feel good. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. The truth is, is that somebody in your family has to be a breadwinner. Like somebody, whether it's you or your husband, somebody's got to provide for your children. 
And so it's not bad if you decide that you want to contribute to that life. And it's not bad if that's not the reason why. It's not bad if you say, I want other things that fill my cup as well. It is so important. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know how important it is to get around adults and to have that interaction and to get your cup poured into. But I want to give you an example of my childhood and why I believe what I believe. So my mom and dad are literally the hardest workers I've ever met in two totally different ways. My mom never went to college, and I believe that's why it's inspired me to not go to college as well. I followed in her footsteps. But my mom has been a very tremendously, super-duper, unbelievably successful businesswoman without a college degree. I admire my mom. My dad did go to college, but he actually does something totally different. He's an entrepreneur. He's had his own business for, gosh, dad, 20, 30-plus years now, I think maybe 40 years. I think it's been 40 years. Oh my goodness, dad. But he is an entrepreneur at heart. He loves to create. He loves working on his own terms. And so I've had a dad who I've watched, you know, be an entrepreneur. And I had a mom who, you know, didn't go to college, but yet she has made such an amazing life for herself. But put the two, put two and two together. You get Michelle, you get me. If you don't know the story, quick story, you want to talk about me really being a creator. Hang on. This is getting awkward. Please say I don't have to record this again because you know what's about to happen. Hold on. Devil, not today. We're going to get through this. But when I was a kid, I'm not kidding you. Left turn. Here we go. Um, but I, as a kid, I've always wanted to create. If you try to tell me that this isn't what I was created to do, I'm about to prove you wrong. No, I'm just kidding. But guys, when I was three years old, I had my rock business. <laughs> and I would walk around with my mom's wed, wed, my mom's wed wagon, my mom's red wagon. And I would say, rocks, rocks, 50 cents. And my mom still to this day says that she would sit on the little front porch and watch me walk up and down our, um, our sidewalks yelling rocks, rocks, 50 cents. And I would take them out of my neighbor's yard and find the pretty sparkly, sparkly white ones. <laughs> and I would hustle them back to my neighbors for 50 cents. <laughs> yes, I made my neighbors buy back their own rocks and they did it gladly with a big smile on their their, their, their their face but yeah that was me so by the age of five I always joke and I say I was really hustling because I started painting nails and it was 10 cents a nail and so if I got a whole whopping hand I'd made a whole dollar <laughs> so 10 cents a nail guys I was happy if I got two you know a whole 20 cents but that is where I was you know by the age of seven I had Eminem lawn care and I had three clients on my street that I mowed their lawn every single week for $25 I was I say eight, eight years old, making 75 bucks a week. What? I'm not kidding you. Maybe it was every other week. But every time I tell a story, I say every week. I don't know. But you get the gist of the story. I have always loved, loved, loved working. And so, you know, going into adulthood, I have continued to love working. And, you know, when I thought about becoming a mom, I was like, man, is this going to be an issue? Am I going to be a horrible mom? Because I love to work. And so here I am in motherhood. And I am going through it. You know, I, I tend to have all the feels and I can, ten, can continue to sometimes have mom conviction. But I think about the story of my mom and my dad. And there was one time in my life when my mom and dad were just killing it. They're still killing it. But in my eyes, they were freaking killing it. So my mom, at this point in my life, they were separated. I, my mom and dad got a divorce when I was eight years old and they had been married for 19 years do the math. Yes, they were married for a long time. It took them 10 years to have me. But my mom and dad um, were so cool. Like my mom and dad are straight hustlers. And I remember this season of my life when my mom was just crushing it. Like she was straight crushing it. And she wanted to make sure that even though she was a single mom, that she was still able to give my sister and I the life that she knew 
she wanted to give us. And so I remember being with my softball coach and we were standing outside one day and my mom pulls up in this brand spanking new BMW. I remember thinking it was ugly. <laughs> I'm like, really is a BMW. I had no idea what those things were, but I was like, Oh, really mom? And my baseball coach was like, that's pretty sick. My mom pulls up and I swear in my mind, this is how it went down. My mom pulls up once again, sound effect, turning the corner, you know, she puts the brakes on real fast. In my mind, she rolls down the window. She looks through her sunglasses with her new freshly dyed brown hair that had a hint of eggplant purple in it. And it just is like waving in the wind. And she says, come on, kiddo. But that is how like that's how I envisioned my mom back in the day. Like my mom, my mom was hot. My mom was freaking out. My mom is hot. If you guys haven't seen my mom, she's she's a hottie. She's super cute. But my mom like, dude, she was just so cool. So was my dad. But I remember the season of my mom pulling up and, you know, I think back to, you know, the life that my dad was able to give us. He, you know, was always at, you know, soccer games and his schedule was always so flexible. And I had this like super cool mom that made sure, you know, we had whatever we wanted and my parents were just so awesome. But the point of what I'm saying is exactly what I'm saying. Like the point is in what I'm saying. Is any of this making sense? All I remember from my childhood was my parents being awesome. My parents being like super freaking great. My mom had days where she'd get home early and those days were the best. Like when my mom said, I'm going to take a half day. That was the best day ever. But there were days when my mom got home late too. And that was never weird. Like we just hung out with grandma Allie longer and my mom would get home. And when she got home, we were so excited to see her. But there was one time that I'll never forget. There was one like in particular time. And to my mom, I don't want to speak for her, but to her, it probably was just another night that she was hanging out with me. But it was in this moment that it was like, God, I swear this is a God thing. Like he made sure that I remembered this moment because of who I am today. But I was sitting on this, the top step with my mom and she had just completed an 80 hour work week. And to me, I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew she was hustling. And so she said that she had completed, you know, her 80 hour work week. And I remember her showing me a check that she had earned. It was just a couple of day, days prior. Like, you know, she was like, Hey, you know, look at this. And she was so excited and it was a huge check. And she was just talking about, you know, how great work was going and how excited she was. And the best thing, if people say, like, what's the best thing that you could say that your parents ever did to you? My parents talked to me. Like, my parents, they always talked to me through everything. Like, nothing was a secret. Now, they were so strict with who we are, who we were, the things that we were were and were not allowed to do. But truth be told, I'm a kid. I was rotten. And I broke the rules sometimes. And when I did, my parents never were mean They were strict, but they talked to me and they would explain why and how that would hurt me. And it was never in a demeaning way, but it was like, baby doll, I love you and like understand. And so through the bad and the good, my parents would always talk and through the successes they would share with us when good things were happening. And so I got to live both my mom. I got to watch my mom and dad both live out their, their passions. And so I watched my mom crushing it. Like she came into this job and she was crushing it. And so she shared this check with me and I didn't realize, you know, what that number meant but I knew that it was a lot of money and so I remember looking at her during this time just thinking like she's so cool like she's working so hard and so she was sitting on the top step with me and we were talking and I remember her telling me you know like I said that she just completed an 80 hour work week and at that point she said you know I've only been able to eat a Big Mac you know like once a day because I just don't have time to eat And I sometimes think, you know, I put myself in my mom's shoes and I think if that was me sitting on the steps today with Rory and I just finished an 80 hour work week and I'm talking to Rory 
in my mind, meet Michelle Bishop. Now, my mom is not me, but I probably would have been trying to help Rory understand why mommy had been so busy or maybe had been gone so much. And maybe mom guilt may have been creeping up in my heart at this point because I felt like, gosh, it's been such a crazy week and I've not seen Rory as much as I want to. And so, like I said, I don't want to put words in my mom's mouth, but I can't tell you what my mom was feeling in that moment when she was telling me these things. But I'll tell you all that I felt in that moment. I didn't feel my mom being gone. I didn't feel my mom, you know, working 80 hours a week. All I felt in that moment was that my mom is superwoman and my mom is the coolest person ever. Like my mom is a straight boss. And I, when I think back to that, like I think back to my mom and dad, my dad, you know, is in the lawn care industry and he's been in the lawn care industry. I think, did I say this on this podcast or last podcast? I told you I record this a couple of times, but I, th- I think it's been like 30 or 40 years. And he actually, this is super cool. But when I was in elementary school, he would like be spraying, like I'd be on recess at recess and he would be spraying some of the people's yards that backed up to the playground. And I remember telling everybody, that's my dad. And I would run over and say, hi, daddy. And my dad would throw his like, you know, fertilizer um, hose over his shoulder and he would kiss me and say, hey, baby doll and give me a big hug. And he's like, I love you so much. And I just thought my parents were so freaking cool. And so that is the point of this. If you are a parent and you are just working so darn hard and you sometimes just feel so absent in your kiddo's life, this is the one thing that fixed it all. This is the theme of my podcast is love. No, but seriously, when my mom and dad were with me, it's crazy. Cell phones weren't a big thing back then, but my parents were there. Like they were a hundred percent there when they were making dinner. My parents were there. We always sat around the kitchen table. We always had to cook dinner. We always like any time that my parents were there, they were intentional Anywhere that we were, my parents were with us until bedtime. And I will say that they did the absolute best that they could possibly do. If you saw the way that my my mom and dad grandparent, they both grandparent very, very different. And it's been very similar to how I was raised. I see a lot of it. But it's unbelievable. And I see it and I see the way they are with Rory And the way that Rory literally lights up when they're with them more than they do with anybody else, it's ridiculous. But then I just see how special of people they are. And the only thing that my parents do, no matter how long it is between the time that grandma and grandpa see Rory, I guarantee you the one thing that Rory always remembers isn't that I only saw my grandma and grandpa, you know, once a week or, you know, It's the fact that the only thing Rory will ever think about my mom and dad is the same exact thing that I thought about my mom and dad because of their capacity for love. Rory will always look and have that same smile that I had with my mom and dad when she sees grandma and grandpa because of their capacity of love for her. Now, I'm not trying to say my mom and dad aren't with Rory. My mom watches Rory like all the freaking time. But the point is is that the way Rory loves them and the way that Rory probably most likely will remember them, it's unbelievable how much love and being intentional can fix absence. And so in a season when you are busting your tail, I want to encourage you with this. If you are somebody who is an entrepreneur, I'm speaking to you right now, 
I am just going to throw this in here real quick. I'm jumping in the middle of my podcast. I just want to clarify that when I say if you're an entrepreneur, it's just because I was in my feels for how much time I miss with Rory because of the constant, you know, not a nine to five schedule, but it's just all over the place. But this goes for anybody, any working parent who feels that they are always tied up in work. So it's not, I did not just mean entrepreneur at all. So I just want to clarify that. But this is like 100% for any working parent who is busting their tail, doing the best that they can. Um, This right here is for you. If you are somebody who believes that you have been given a gift or a calling on your life that is in addition to you being a parent and you're out working so hard and at times you have guilt that, am I being absent or man, it's been a really busy, crazy season. How are you supposed to tell your child to follow their dreams and that they can be whatever they want to be if you're not willing to be an example of that? I just want to tell you that I am so proud of you for continuing to push through. If there is one thing, I'm not saying advice because I don't have this under, you know, I'm not a pro at this. I can tell you I've watched firsthand the most unbelievable mom and dad. And the best thing that I can tell you that they did is in those moments when they were present, they were truly present. And so as we go through our day, as we live out our passion and our calling on our life, the, the, the thing that in addition to being a parent, I encourage you today that as soon as you walk in those four walls, I'm speaking to myself today too. I'm 100% speaking to myself, but that you and I both have the strength to walk through the door and to put our cell phone down. That you and I both have the strength and the discipline to not pick it back up to not start scrolling through Facebook, to not continue to try to find something else to do on your phone because watching Blippi may not be the most fun thing to you, but that you can find the discipline and in, in, in your heart, you and I both sit down and we watch whatever it is that our little kiddo is wanting to watch. And in those moments when our kids are pulling their arms up and giggling in our, their hands, you and I do the same, right? We are intentional, We're tickling our kiddos. We're singing with them. We're dancing with them. We're taking them outside. We're letting them feel the fresh air. We're letting them get the dirty feet. We're chasing the ice cream trucks. We're being intentional with the little bits of time that we have. Our kids will grow up so fast. I think about Rory almost being, she'll be three next year. Where is time going? And she is picking up on everything that mommy does. And so now more than ever, I number one, I'm not going to ever walk around with mom guilt or mom shame because I am not a horrible mother. I am not a piece of poop mother. I am none of those things. I am a hardworking, God-fearing, loving mother. But in this season, there's nothing wrong with all of us getting a reminder to put down our phone in the most precious times of our lives, the times that we will never get back, we can always go to work. Our work will always be there, but your child will not always be two. Your child will not always be five. Your child will not always be asking you how to deal with the bully in the lunchroom. Times will pass. And so today, I pray that you and I both have the discipline that when we pick our kids up, drop them off, 
that we turn the music down a little bit and we talk to our kids and we be intentional and we ask how their days are going and how their friendships are going and how Sally and Billy and Bobby are doing at school. And we get in our kids' lives, right? I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just saying that in a world where we so often are looking inward about our crazy day ahead, what's going on, the conflicts, you know, the, the adversity at work and the hardships, you know, ahead of us, a lot of the things that we're allowing to rob us of our peace. I say today, let's look outward at our kiddos and let's spend time, the time that we have with our loved ones and make it so intentional. Only then are you going to be able to walk out your calling, be the most incredible parent, and then start to say, yeah, I think I have this balance thing down. So today as I am working on balancing entrepreneurship and being the best mother that I can possibly be, I'm going to rest in the fact that I am enough. I am doing enough. Rest in the fact that I can always be more and be okay with that. And I just said, I'll be enough, but we can always do more and we can always strive to become more, but don't lose the sight that you are enough in that process and in that journey. You are doing the best that you can. I'm going to speak it over you. You are an incredible mother. And I know I talked about that in my previous podcast. I don't know how you mother, but in your soul, I know, I know a mother's love. I know the capacity of love. I know that you are doing the best that you can do. So give yourself grace. Work your freaking butt off. Be passionate about what you do. Do it unapologetically and show up in your children's lives when they need you the most. And be okay. Lay your head on your pillow at night and know that you are doing enough. That's it. I love you guys so much. I hope this helps you about mom mom conviction. We made it through the podcast without me burping the whole way. I love you. You are incredible. You are amazing. You are strong. And I'm so proud of you for continuing to rise to become that woman. Until the next podcast episode, I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you later and have an amazing day. I just want to thank you so much for listening to my latest episode from the Be That Woman podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell a friend, share the message. I hope and I pray that you walk away feeling encouraged today. Have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye.